This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings, happy Monday, welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition. Here on Westwood One, I am Steve Dace, Todd and Aaron are here with us as well, powered by CRTV, and we would love it if you would join us. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show, last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Speaking of CRTV, gentlemen, we just concluded production for today's television show to come let's give the audience a preview a tease of what is forthcoming todd i'll start with you well we tend to believe at least in the past we've tended to believe that there are certain times where we set aside politics and we come together uh as a nation and a lot of times it's when we mourn together uh but Uh, In marking the passing of John McCain, I will only say this, and the show gets to it way more than I can put into words. Nothing is being put aside. The propaganda is, in fact, being turned up to 11. Aaron? Yeah, uh, that was was well said. On the round table, you know, as a millennial, I basically got to self-actualize and emote (laughs) quite a bit. So um, it was... It was a good day, Ice Cube. Is that Ice Cube? Yes. Okay. You got that right. Hey. Yeah, you didn't have to use your AK. It was a good day. Hey, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that rhymes. Yeah. That's another line from the song. Yeah. Okay. I didn't Which know that. came out before you were born. Yeah. So that's probably why I don't know it. Trying try okay. to reach you boomers. Appreciate it. So you're yeah. pandering to us now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm going to hit you with my cane. Okay. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. But if you want to watch today's CRTV show, CRTV.com is where you can go to watch. If you're not yet a subscriber, use my name as a promo code. That's DACE. And you'll get a discounted annual subscription. It's going to cost you only about a quarter a day. That's it. 24 cents a day is all it costs to watch our show at CRTV as well as every other single show at CRTV from the great one Mark Levin on down. CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. Don't miss it. All right, it's a Weekend News and Views Monday podcast, and there were really two stories that mattered over the weekend. One of them we get into, as Todd alluded to, with the passing of an American hero and a complicated political figure. You know, there are there are two public lives of John McCain, and when you are honoring someone in death, um, to me, you, you tend to err on the side, just to being a decent human, you tend to err on the side of, what was the greater human contribution? And so, um, to me, there is the acknowledgement of his heroic service to the country at this point in time. And the time for disclaimers, or I didn't agree with this, or I didn't like that, has kind of ended. Particularly because I'm pretty confident in the culture we live in today. It'll be much simpler to replicate the things about John McCain, the politician, that we found complicated and problematic for many years, 
than the heroism and the valor of John McCain, the war hero. Know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So at this time, I think you honor the greater legacy here. And we get into that on the television show today. The other big story involves the Catholic Church. And if what's being portrayed is true, if what's being alleged is true, then, I mean, I, I don't even know, you know, I know enough church history to be dangerous. But, I mean, you're you're talking about the kind of stuff that, you know, um, Jeremy Irons stars as infamous popes of the past about. I mean, they do they do TVMA shows about these kind of men in church history, if and indeed is true. So so let's start, and I'm going to use you as our subject matter expert here, Todd, because all of us as citizens of Christendom are invested in this, but you have more of a personal investment of this because it's your team, so to speak, your, 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 your church that is, um, that's in the crosshairs here. And so you have been following this, not just more closely, but with more of an investment than, than we would. Let's start with who is the person making these allegations? What do we know about him? Uh, Archbishop, uh, who, most importantly, Archbishop is a title that comes with a lot of. Uh, it's a it's a it's a bishop of a major um, center, a uh, population center. Okay. It, it can be for other reasons, but it tends to. So you have the Archbishop of uh, Washington D.C., New York, Philadelphia. In this case, D.C., where it hits home because that's where um, Cardinal McCarrick uh, was uh, Archbishop. And it is uh, he the most important. He was the um, nuncio, which is the fancy term for ambassador of the Vatican to the United States. So he he ultimately uh, in he says he informed uh, Pope Francis in 2013 about Cardinal McCarrick. Uh, and his affinity that he, that he was a pederast basically mm-hmm. uh, before that it goes all the way back to 2000 or 2001 I believe that uh, 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 Pope Benedict uh, put uh, McCarrick on based on his knowledge of what was going on on I, I will the equivalent of kind of house arrest like you are in permanent timeout uh, and we can argue about whether this is satisfactory or not. I'm simply stating what happened. You go pray about what you've done, but you have no public life anymore, even in re- retirement, because retired cardinals, you know, still come out there, used to consult, advise, things like, no. Um, because uh, Cardinal McCarrick is Cardinal McCarrick and is surrounded by, if they're not flat out um, pederasts, uh, they're people, uh, they're progressives within the church and they're protecting their tribe. Uh, there's an, I mean, it's disgusting, but there, it, it, before this happened, there's a segment of the church known as the Lavender Mafia, uh, because of their, uh, uh, protection of, uh, homosexuality, uh, in one way. That, that, that's well, a real thing? Well, it's a nickname, yes. Wow. Y- yes. Wow. Okay. So, but, so put on house arrest, uh, but Cardinal McCarrick ignored that. 
uh, and he more or less just thumbed his nose uh, at Pope Benedict. Uh, when Pope Francis became uh, Pope, he he proceeded to take uh, Cardinal McCarrick off of that house arrest, which he thumbed his nose as any, any his nose at anyway. Now the question that's still open, as far as I know, is that whether the Pope at that time did know the information uh and forgive me he's his name starts with a v the 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 former nuncio the archbishop i have to go is it vagano yes thank you vagano uh he he himself says i don't know if pope francis when he became pope in fact knew the past more than beyond rumors of cardinal uh mccarrick but he he's simply saying i even if that's the case, he knew because I told him so in 2013, and nothing changed. And here we are, um, just recently learning about uh, Cardinal McCarrick, who was a serial pederast. So, a guy who rose to the to prominence within the church, to not just the office of Archbishop, but are there more Catholics in America per capita than any country in the world? More Catholics per that's I honestly can't answer that question. I'm sorry. At the very least, it would be close to the top. Um, and so your job is you are the envoy, you're the emissary, you're the go-between between one of the most Catholic-dense populations in the world, or maybe maybe we won't go per capita, concentration of Catholic population in the world, because I'm sure there's, you know, um, Latin American countries where per capita there's more Catholics. There's just not as many people, right? So mm -hmm. th we'll put it this way. You were the envoy, the go-between, between one of the largest pockets of Catholic populations uh, on the planet. Either way, it's America. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. The, and the power, the direct center of power yes. of the church. Yes. So this is no, you don't get there by not working through the system, having connections, being sponsored, knowing people this is not a this isn't a random conservative bishop from some third world part of the of, of no. the planet who's just tired of watching progressivism win the way in the church and he heard something and he's throwing it out there this is this is a person of serious gravitas making these allegations it is now there are some questions about his own past in terms of what he knew and when he knew it in other concerns uh and it's abundantly clear that this is uh also uh has the potential to be among other things politically motivated because there are clearly um while there shouldn't be there are clearly uh conservative and progressive factions uh within the church all of that being said you you are absolutely right this is not just some fringe mm -hmm. guy he 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 must um be paid attention to in terms of at least seeing where this trail of breadcrumbs go and what he's what he's alleging is that the previous pope benedict knew about um, the firstborn uh, child, essentially, of the, as you call it, the Lavender Mafia. Knew oh, about wish, this. I wish I could say he was the firstborn, but... Uh, how about how about the prized one son? One of the horde. Prized mm -hmm. son, perhaps? Yeah, oh, that, for sure. Uh, knew about it and, and gave him essentially a dishonorable... Uh, what sounds to me like a church version of a dishonorable discharge. 
I wish it had that much weight. House arrest okay. is better only because he just said, "Go to your room." Basically, all right. That's the, we'll go with that description. He was he was just uh, he, uh, go to your room. Yeah. Uh, don't remind us you're ashamed, and we're ashamed, but we won't necessarily do anything. But you just have to. You're this is a form of exile, basically. Yeah, but and you know what? It, it was ignored. And okay, and then the next pope came in and restored all of his privileges, basically. Correct. Now, Raymond Arroyo, who, if you're Catholic, I would imagine you would know who that is, uh, over at EWTN, which is the Catholic uh, channel, uh, he put out this tweet earlier today, citing the National Catholic Register. The Register has independently confirmed that the allegations against McCarrick were certainly known to Pope Benedict, and the Pope Emeritus remembers instructing Cardinal Bertone to impose measures but that he could not recall their exact nature. In other words, Benedict responded to the McCarrick situation by removing him from public ministry. According to Vagano, Pope Francis lifted those penalties and allowed McCarrick to travel, speak, and have access to seminarians. That's in line with what... Yeah, that's exactly in line. Vagano. So he's here, reading he, this. Uh, clearly, I didn't read his account, but he's reading the exact same thing I did, obviously. Okay, so here to me... This story sounds a lot like the Urban Meyer story. Well, well that's... <laughs> well, two peas in a pod. That's perfect. You may as well go there because it's got to apply well, somehow. the reason I think it sounds like the Urban Meyer story is because... In this case, he doesn't... Um, Bishop Vagone doesn't have the physical evidence Courtney Smith had. She's, pictures, texts, okay? Right. He doesn't have that. He does have standing within the church that we've already documented gives him mm-hmm. gravitas to bring forth such Correct. allegations. Correct. That doesn't mean his character as an accuser is therefore off the grid. I, I would say it's more so off the off the board where Courtney Smith is concerned because until you can invalidate her physical evidence, it's not a he said, she said. Right. If it was strictly a he said, she said, then absolutely her character is open to scrutiny. Mm-hmm. But but unless you can prove that her evidence is contrived, faked, and not for real, then we're beyond what you think of her or how she's behaved in this sordid mess. She has evidence she was beaten, and it's pretty overwhelming unless you can show she faked those bruises and, and you know made up all those text messages, right? Yes. In this case, now Mr. Vagone doesn't have those that physical evidence, but his standing similarly makes it cr- cr- makes it tough to go after him on a personal level, because the very people that went after him on a that would go after him on a personal level to essentially kill the messenger to discredit the accuser would have, would they not also be people that were largely in line with promoting him through the ranks all these years and right, granting right. him the status that's, he eventually attained, right? That's a really important point because he's not just like putting his toe in the water. This is uh, like uh, Lord Liar or Lunatic yes. territory. He just went all in. I mean, he went flat out against the yes. Pope. So it's that's why to me it's similar than the, to the Urban Meyer situation in that if he knew... He's a piece of human debris. If he did know, then he just didn't want to know. And he just let this go on, and he sucks at his gig, and what's easier to believe? Because that's sort of the same thing here. Either his allegations are true, or 
he's everything his detractors claim, which then, though, isn't a, a really comforting defense on their part. Because who's more responsible for us knowing who the heck this guy is? Mr. Vagone or the people that kept giving him title and station within the right. church? Right. The people that he's accusing that gave him title and station within the church. So then they would have to then turn on an answer. Why would you let such a guy, that a false accuser, a guy who's bringing down the church, how, you, don't, you don't screen your own bishops? And, so, and maybe that kind of makes sense to how McCarrick got, became a cardinal and ended up, you guys clearly don't screen your own personnel. In other words, there's, there's not a comforting theory here. No. There's no. no outcome here where you walk away and you think, oh, we're getting totally railroaded here. Right? Right. No, totally. So my understanding is Pope Francis has said he's not going to respond to this. Yeah, because he flat out just came out and said this is that you can read it for yourself this is the last I will say about it which is just jaw dropping because we've heard a lot from him about global warming you know you might want to chime in on this what are the remedies to this situation well I'm actually heartened uh, the, the kind of Paul that uh, Catholics have been living under uh, for the last uh, couple of uh, weeks, if not months, you know, the fact that this may very well go to the top m- means, uh, I mean, really, the first thing I thought of was, you know, God will simply not be mocked. If, if there is, there will be, it'll be a lot harder to find hot hiding places with, uh, you know, letters from various bishops saying we're going to uh we're going to redouble our efforts. I mean, really, they're trying right now. They're putting out, you know, um, like uh, flow charts of what we're doing from the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops. It's just, it's just appalling. I just, I, I tweeted it, retweeted it, with, and I simply said, I don't, I don't believe you. You know, this is, uh, you, you, sh- you did all this, the, the original uh, time. So the, what are the remedies? The remedies um, of the baits and switches and the shell game that's happened before, I suppose they can try them again. Um, but um, I, I, I pray that doesn't happen. Now, regarding the Pope himself, I, I suppose that's the most salient thing you're asking about, mm-hmm. the, the papacy itself. Mm-hmm. We, listen, imp- impeaching a Pope, you know, that's, that's not people are kind of talking about that and in let's separate what what is politically possible to what church what ecclesiastical law permits okay does ecclesiastical law permit the impeaching of a pope yes but under far far more stringent circumstances than impeaching a president and the terminology you're using the term I only use a case, that's generalization. A essentially, the, just, the defrocking of a pope. Yeah, d- d- can a pope d- d- be defrocked? Removing him. Removing him. Yeah. He, yes, a pope can be removed, but it is. It, I mean, you think impeaching is extreme? It, it it's it, it is f- far, uh, far more hard, and uh, it it usually involves something about you know not of sound mind and body. And once again, when you have the the climate that we have within the church specifically catholic and the church writ large uh and the tribalism you know it's it's kind of like steve you've talked about in politics you know there's it it, it's hard for anybody to gain purchase and momentum for very long because everything is just so tribal and it is within the church so i don't even know what can there would be a large consensus to protect 
I mean, there's a thing called the Lavender Mafia. They will rally around uh, Pope Francis. So I, I don't even think r- removing him is a reasonable, at this point, based on what I know, a reasonable concern I, because it's the, what it would take to put those wheels in motion just doesn't exist there. It's more about applied pressure for a possible, you know, shaming him into resignation. Now, we already have, and that was historic, the the first retired pope in I, I want to say it was like in 350, 400. It may have been more. I, I don't remember. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of years. What does the world look like with two retired popes on the sidelines? I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see that happening either. I simply see this kind of fog lasting for quite a while. Uh, and even if fundamental changes are put in motion uh, by people of who, who people just start naming names and don't care about the consequences, maybe that's at very least they've learned like what, what why Cardinal McCarrick just said the heck with you, Pope a while ago. And again, if you Protestants, I thought he was infallible. Uh, he, the Pope is believed to be infallible on issues of faith and morals when he speaks ex cathedra from the official seat, not as a human person i think that's abundantly clear he's not and again you you're free to argue about that with me on any level you want to biblical or not i just you should at least know a bit that that's what catholics think about themselves don't tell i mean it, and we can be wrong about that but you don't you also don't want to come at us and say we believe something we simply uh don't let me translate for evangelicals what you just said. If the if the orthodox if the view of Catholic orthodoxy of papal infallibility were that from the Pope's lips to God's ears everything he says is now canon is now is now orthodoxy, we wouldn't be having this argument. Right. The fact that this debate and argument within the Catholic Church is taking place at all is indicative of the fact that is not a rightful understanding of what the orthodox def- yeah. Catholic definition well of papal infallibility is. And you're free to tell me that's a that's silly biblically. That's fine, but you at least understand which what uh, what we say we believe about that. So we're we're not both um, we are not ar- even arguing the germane point. An Italian journalist named Aldo Maria Valli uh, wrote an article today in the Italian press saying that Vagano fled Italy before publishing his, his testimony, uh, fearing for his life and his whereabouts are unknown. Are you buying that? Because Uh, of this lavender mafia, apparently. Well, I had, I had heard, I haven't read it directly. I, I I think I read it something like that secondhand or somebody referred to it. It, it, Um, do I, well, do I believe he's, does it specifically say he's fearing for his life? Yes. In uh, fear of, in fear of his life. Yes. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take him at his word at this point. Uh, we, these are crazy days. And when, um, Satan has been living, I told you this, this is, this is all in line with my theory, even more so of an uh, infiltration of the infiltration, the Hydra, of this uh so yeah if if things uh if the if the devil has in fact um been outed to an extent where suddenly palpatine is now 
the emperor and everybody knows well yeah there's um it might it might get pretty sketchy it the church is no matter what the church catholic or otherwise is a hospital for sinners so w- w- when you when sinners get in they're going to be let in no matter what but when certain kinds of sinners have no interests in sanctification unrepentant sinners yeah. is what you're talking yeah unrepentant when they yeah. they not only and, and that's that's what's important to realize this about the, uh, the folly of people thinking that um you know, right now they're trying to excuse. Don't you know? You're just a, you're just a bigot. This you're making this about homosexuality. It is so preposterous on his face. If there's any reason left of, that there were even progressive people uh, uh, who wanted to become priests, uh, who then suddenly at some point just kind of you know had a bad moment and became pederasts or pedophiles. No, this the the darkness of their hearts wanted to infiltrate the church for their own designs from the very beginning that's what we are dealing with i I, there is i i can't think of and both of you please correct me just this because this isn't a matter of being catholic just a matter of applying reason can can do you do you come in a person of good even if you are of a left-leaning blent but you are literally believe in the rising of jesus christ and somehow you trip into pederasty I mean, we all fall and we fall hard in this life, but I, I just can't accept, I can't accept that as that even being remotely a possibility within this. Not when there's this many instances. No, no. I I mean, if it's an outlier, yeah. Yeah. Not when there's this, this many instances. I mean, if we apply Occam's razor to this, um, this entire situation is, um, demonic straight from the pit of hell. Uh, just because of the the sheer, I mean, all sin is straight from the pit of hell, guys. Uh, but but it, it seems like what you're implying. Don't let me put w- words in your no, mouth. No, no. It seems like what you're implying is this is not systemic, but systematic in some ways. That oh, like, it is. I'm not yeah. implying. It is. It is absolutely systemic. And it's because of that that this is just an extra layer of demonic. I would, I would agree with that. I would say that to further what Aaron said, not to the extent of how this has occurred, because if you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit at work in your life, right? And so if you do fall into sin, backslide, revert um you know no matter how dark the cor- those corners of your brain may be there's going to be conflict there like i don't i don't I, I don't know that you can be a believer and be settled or comfortable in your sin um doesn't mean you can completely conquer it doesn't mean you won't have that sin that so easily ensnares us, like the writer of Hebrews says. But the idea that there would not be conflict between what your flesh wants, this is what Paul writes about in Romans 7, right? What your flesh wants and what the hope of glory Christ in you wants. Correct. And that you wouldn't either be, you wouldn't be ashamed on some level of succumbing to your flesh. That, and, and this is where there's a failure. And, and this is where I would even go further and say, 
the people in the church hierarchy, I would question the integrity of their faith as well yes. that permitted him to operate. Why? Because Paul makes this very clear. Hey, to the church, he says to the church in Corinth, hey, that guy over there that's got his arm around his mom, throw him out. He's unrepentant. Now, why? And, and, and throw him out so that Satan will have his way with him. What does Paul mean by that? He means you're providing a sanctuary, not... You're providing a sanctuary not from his sin, but for his sin. You're enabling it. He needs to face the consequences and repercussions of his actions so that then maybe he might come back and say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. How do I make this right? How do I? And, and, you know, restitution. This is something I think maybe a lot of Protestants don't understand about, uh, about Catholic theology. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying this as an apologist. If I, if I believed wholeheartedly with what Todd believes, what would I be? Catholic. A Catholic. So there's clearly disagreement between us. But Todd said something interesting a few minutes ago, far more than interesting, important, I would say, another I word. You have to take people for what they believe, not what you think they believe. And the reason that we as Protestants look at some of the, the ritualistic aspects of Catholicism, the, the sacramental system, the reminders of, of your sinfulness, the, the, a mass which points to the solemnness of what Christ did every Sunday. The reason these things exist in the Catholic mind, and as, Paul, and, and as Todd said, giving Protestants um, accommod- you know, some accommodation doesn't mean he said doesn't mean we I, that we're right. We could be wrong, but you need to accept why we think these things for the way we think these things, not your straw man stereotypes, yeah, right? Absolutely. And, and I think that's as fair as you could possibly be. These things exist to prick in the Catholic mind. They are not there. So, all right, well, I you know I went home, I slapped my kids around, I just go in and say a few Hail Marys, and I get to do it again in the next week. They're there to be reminders of the cost of your sin. They're, they're emulations of the Old Testament system in a way without animal sacrifice. They are to be a reminder of the cost. You know, with many evangelicals, we sing a song in our churches and the chorus, and one of the lines of the chorus is, I'll never know what it costs to see my sin up on that cross. They are actually mechanisms to avoid what Bonhoeffer warned as cheap grace. Constant reminders to remember what Christ did and is still doing serving at the right hand of the Father on your behalf for you to be here, for you to not have, a, a, you know, the aisle seat in the eternal smoking section that you deserve, right? That's why these things exist, yes. to be these reminders. The fact that the system did not enforce those reminders in this case, on a heinously, at the very least, a very broken man, at worst, as you would say, a de- a de- really a demonic influence in the church. The fact that the system never said to him, we have mechanisms in place to deal with this before it gets to this point. Before, let's say he's not a demonic influence. Well, He's a demonic influence mm-hmm. one way, but not a, a first-hand demonic influence. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, not that his sin isn't in and of itself demonic, but that he is actively flat out an agent of chaos. Yes, yeah. let's say that's not true. And let's say the guy just, you know, several years ago I had a guy come to me, a Lutheran minister, who was struggling with same-sex attraction. And, and let's say that 
He wants to fall in. His flesh is winning. Where is the infrastructure? Where, where Did he give a confession? That, those are the questions I'd want to know. And in 1975, 1986, 1991. Because if he was a, if he ever if he ever actually was a Christian, there would be moments of conflict and I and, and guilt. He would have unloaded that to somebody, right? Because that's what that's what we do as believers. We the conflict is unavoidable. When that was aired, what happened? Well, here's I think, or they just let him drown more and more yes. and more, and take more children down further into the into 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 the Abaddon with him, into the abyss with him. Where were all that huge, massive? This is what if I were a Catholic, this is the question I would ask. Similar to as when these things happen in the Protestant Church, I always are we we are, we really aren't sola scriptura then, are we? We we it's, we're not going to really look at what it says then, are we? If I were a Catholic, what I would say was. We have historic infrastructure in place to avoid total submersion to sin. That's what all these reminders are. That's what this sacramental system is. So where was it all these years? Well, it actually, it was hiding right there in broad daylight. But what's the Occam's razor? What's, what's the most obvious answer to this? There, there are humans in place that didn't give a rip about That's, the structure. Yeah, you it's the one that takes the it takes. You have to believe one of two things. You have to believe everywhere along the line, people are just bad at their jobs, or they're really good at their jobs. Which one requires the? If you know what I'm saying, which one requires the fewest? They're either Hydra agents, yeah. as you put it, yeah. or it's or it, that's why I said this is the Urban Meyer case. You either have to. You either have to. There's no if. There's no in betweens. Unless you can prove Courtney Smith's pictures and and text are fake, there's no doubt she was abused and they knew about it. Then no, that's not debatable. Unless you can prove that didn't happen. Same thing here. Unless you can prove these 300 kids all lied, this isn't a debatable point that these abuses happened, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, you have to come to. You're, therefore, you're left with one of two questions: the leadership knew and didn't care, or they're so bad at their jobs they had no idea this was going on. Right. Neither one of those is comforting. In my opinion, it's far more difficult. The, the, the things you have to concoct, like to believe Urban didn't know, you had to believe that Shelly Meyer, his wife, knew. You had to believe assistant coaches' wives knew, and other assistant coaches knew. And just somehow he didn't know. The guy who, with a 25-second clock, can make a decision to go for it in the biggest play of the season, in the biggest game of the year, in front of 27 million people on TV and 105,000 in the stadium, somehow didn't know this was all going on. I mean, that could be true, right? But what's more likely, that he didn't know or that he did? Right. And the same thing is going on right here, right now. What's more likely? That all these people rose to the ranks of empowerment that are literally pardon the pun, the Peter principle in action, mm-hmm. okay? What's That they're all failures. They're all bad. And one of them just happened, and, and this Vegano guy just is making all of this up, and these people just had no clue. Or that they knew all along. Which one requires the fewest assumptions? And then that's when you throw in, remember when Urban Meyer was at Florida and he had 31 arrests? Yeah. Remember 15 years ago when we just had this exact same story with the Catholic Church already, yeah, right? Yeah. This is now where 
what's passed is no longer prologue, but gets entered into the court of public opinion mm-hmm. as evidence. This is where your past actions tell us whether it's indicative of future performance. Is it much easier to believe? Would it be easier or harder to believe Urban Meyer didn't know about Zach Smith if you didn't know that if, if we didn't have what happened at Florida? Right. Yeah, you're absolutely Same right. thing here. Yeah. Would it be much easier to believe this is just a yeah. one-off tragedy like, totally in a agree. fallen world, except we've we've done all we've done this story before. We with some of the execs with a lot of the same with some of the same people, some of the same rules, some of the same associations. This is not so it's not you have to now you're telling me that this was a random coincidence, even though it already happened once. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well you and the first time around, does it make sense that you want to believe that it is things like if we, I mean, especially these days, we 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 just need to put a a plan in place. But uh, I understand why we went there um, as a church. But it it it, it, it it's funny that the church is supposed to know more than anybody else. You know what? Before the structure, it's the person, right? And the person. Because to believe it's random coincidence, I have yeah. to believe that all these spirit-led people, none of them have the gift of discernment. Right. None of them have any discernment. They're they're all nice. They're all good. They're all right. spirit-led. Right. Similar to, I have to believe Urban Meyer, who can make ninety-seven decisions like this yeah. in the heat of the moment in a twenty with a twenty-five second clock, suddenly didn't know what to do for the last ten years with Zach Smith. Similarly, I have to believe all these nice spirit-led Catholic leaders just have no discernment. Right. No, had no clue what to do or saw this. It just it doesn't pass any kind of co- common sense, let alone cosmic smell test, does it? Not at all. So the alternative is 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 bad, but it's also honest, and it also gets you to the place. I mean, really, I, I was actually once you get past the this goes directly to the Pope. This is a, a way of hopefully uh, getting to the truth sooner uh, rather than later. They're just seems to me just I not seem there's just far fewer places uh to hide now again you can't turn around at the titanic uh on a dime this isn't uh our good friend um bob vanderplatz asked me off the air you know how does the catholic church survive this well a we're catholic because we even in times like this we believe that the, again we can argue it all we want but we we don't believe this is just any old denomination we believe it was founded by christ uh himself and is enduring despite uh uh the sinners in it um and the fact that now we know exactly how high the darkness goes it's an opportunity um uh, to put uh, to let the spirit shine all the more i mean we talk about that within a political context uh, I pray that's true, but it isn't just a, you know, the church down the road that has 50 people get together. It is a world church with a mil- uh, with a billion, excuse me, uh, adherents. It's, it's not just going to turn around on a dime. So in the time we have remaining, let's game plan out. And I'm just going to ask you what I think are likely scenarios here. Sure. And, and what would the ultimate outcome of them be? Um, first scenario. Pope Francis decides he wants to get serious about what he did, what he didn't know, and essentially does a public mea culpa where this is concerned. What happens next? Well, I think that is unlikely in any real sense. I mean, it Mm -hmm. it might happen with 
um, you know, again, lessons were learned, mistakes were made kind, but I, I just, I don't see that happening uh, anytime soon in any way that makes people feel that this is authentically true. But if it was true, to answer your question, what happens next? <laughs> what should happen next, if, if that is true? Uh, it should it, it should be uh, uh, everything up to the point of what I say, all the excommunications, so that morale imp- improves. It, it, heads need to roll. Let's say the next scenario then is the one you just said. Um, mistakes were made. Unfortunate things happened. That kind of legalese is put forth. What happens after that? The outcome we, of that, we, the fruit of that is what? Uh, you already. We are doing this fifteen minute, fifteen years later. We'll, there'll be just another redux. I don't know how long it'll take. It'll just be the same thing because part of the heads will roll thing that would have to happen is uh, right. Meaning away, all the people that empowered this before uh, are largely still there. Uh, uh, well, many of them are still there. I mean, they're getting really, really old, and some are dying off. And as far as we know, we're talking about uh, things that uh, happened started happening a long time ago there, there there may not be a new instance of this that has happened in quite some time now i i don't necessarily believe that either because the, uh, the actions of 15 years ago didn't just clearly make the devil go away so i believe he's uh, still at play but until when I, heads roll and if this doesn't fundamentally address the fact that the, there's a lavender mafia in the church and that we cannot lie to ourselves about uh, the homosexual uh lobby's design for designs for the church i mean there needs to be a purging accordingly philosophically and in the, the actual people they you 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 can't you can't be it's hard enough to, and we can argue the priests we've had that discussion but you there's there is clearly no place uh for a uh in the priesthood for those with uh, uh homosexual uh, predilections final final scenario the pope never addresses this specifically shows any form of remorse or whatsoever about what has happened here and what is happening how what is the outcome of that huh. and already uh well rod Dreer has already talked about the benedict option pope benedict uh, who's talked about what about the avignon option could oh, you foresee it getting well, to that point Yes. For people that don't know, yeah. what we, that's a, yeah. a somewhat obscure church history reference. Well, obscure to most Americans, but there was a period of time, I think it was pre-Reformation, correct? That there were two papacies. Uh, yes, there was. Avignon, it, France. It was in the 1300s, in if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I don't remember what the what the issue was that sparked that debate. Well, and that, and for a brief time, there were, eight, there were three <laughs> at one time, at least, who claimed the mm-hmm. title. Yes. Do you think it could get to that point? Well, yes, some yes, something resembling it. Again, not necessarily uh, tomorrow, but there are already, uh, and there always have been. There's various uh, Catholic uh, tribes and those who are uh, ultra orthodox and and basically don't believe uh, Vatican II ever happened, uh, and those who believe that all of church history uh, bef- uh, uh, before Vatican II doesn't matter anymore so they're in fact pro- in effect protestants on some level um y- yes yes it could happen i and it would look so much different 
today because uh, I, I can see it. I can see it basically existing in a social media world, uh, primarily. L less, I mean, there were. In you mentioned the locations. I mean, they weren't just hanging out in Rome. I mean, there was believed that, that might be another seat of the church. I don't. That part isn't going to happen. The actual claiming of soil, a new Rome, or something like that. But, but some form of a skit could a schism occur. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it already is. That's the, the horse is already out on the barn of that. Their orthodoxy uh, is, and we talk about what conservatism is. Is there a movement? Uh, there, I was going to say, I would imagine the debate would be very similar to the one we have yeah. about the Republican Party, which is one of the arguments we hear. Well, if we leave, then they'll just sell us out on everything mm -hmm. and the country will move even further left than it already is. I would imagine one argument would be if we schism, if you think the church is bad now, what do you think it will promote yeah. without our presence here whatsoever? The, and and that is that are, those arguments are true until you reach the point of diminishing returns, right? Where you've gone so far in the direction you are opposed to anyway that threats that they'll go even further become sort of null and void because what more could we do, right? That was kind of where you're at with the GOP, which is if we can't even get them to defund Planned Parenthood when we're watching them literal literally dissect and sell baby parts then what are we doing here right mm, that's kind yes, of your position yes. and i would imagine similarly if 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 we're not going to if if we not once but twice can't avoid the church claiming the insidious label of the worst child sex offender in human history in a span of 15 years then is that a point where some people would say whatever yeah. our arguments might be over women priests and things yeah. are immaterial if we can't get this basic moral fact true then what are the rest of us doing here yeah if they do absolutely if they do not see any light in the darkness to follow which is why there just needs simply to be priests and bishops i mean collegiality is an understandable thing i mean there's a reason why we have uh political parties so we're not like reinventing machinery over and over we understand mm -hmm. why it exists and why your patience with somebody uh, you know you have close hand open hand philosophies but once you realized you know the, 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 all these there's so many people that don't come close to sharing the close hand they have no i mean their close hand is actually now uh a bereft of orthodoxy what you simply need to do as a priest at your parish or a bishop in your diocese is you need to simply be the priest or the bishop that you are called to be uh and the consequences be damned by the laughter mafia and i mean that that's Christ promised you that was going to happen anyways. It's time to engage and let the devil do his worst and trust that the Lord will protect the church that you believe it to be. In other words, we could have bottom lined this entire 45-minute conversation with this question. Why do you call me Lord if you will not do what I say? Yeah. That's essentially what this all boils down to, right? Right. Right. And you're going to have a lot of people asking fundamental questions, perhaps, of their faith in general and the Catholic Church specifically that they weren't asking when everything was kind of uh, believed to be on cruise control. I mean, even after the first um, debacle with the sex abuse scandal, I mean, I think everybody it's absolutely terrible, but you know, there's. There's just moments in time when things go off the rails, and we're gonna we're gonna be adults and fix it. But well, if you never ask the right questions, you're not gonna get the right answer. So now, uh, there's just zero excuse for that's a that was a blind trust fall all to begin with all along. If you do it again, you you, you deserve to fall flat on your back and knock yourself unconscious. Good job, man. Well, really good conversation. Yeah. I think we uh, at least I hope we did 
educate our audience and tried to have an adult conversation about this as much as possible without straw men and all the others so i appreciate you um and 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 what you did on our podcast you You never fail to um provide the uh situation for both uh, myself and it's clear uh that our uh in my estimation that you get more mail than i do but my my sense is that uh our listener our catholic listeners uh usually uh respect the fact that you provide that for them and you you respect them so god bless yeah i was really proud when i finally because i know it's like 100 to 1 the other way i finally did get a catholic send me an email telling me I'm not a Christian because I don't belong to the oh, you church. Oh, got one? Nice I did, job. I think Hell I shared sticker. it with you. Didn't I, didn't I share that to you? Well, I've been waiting for it. Just just so I can get that one example so that when, yes, when, you, get all the, when you get the hundred other examples, that, I can hold that over you and say, well, it happens to me too. Sure. Because that's kind of the way we do things nowadays, right? It is. Yeah. Good job, man. Appreciate it. Aaron, do you have anything you want to add before we close this out? Nope. High five, Todd. Well, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Last name is D-E-A-C-E. Please click subscribe there on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review, especially if it's a good one, if you have time. Thanks to all of you that have done either one of those or both of those things already. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you. 